it's best friend in a handbag time. So pop me out of your handbag and put me on your left hip. We have a lot to talk about. So look, I remember um, when I put my very first book out. And the reason why I say I remember, it's been so many years now. I'm looking at the wall. 2005, June 2nd is when my very first book, Rainbow Heart, came out, right? And it's not for you guys to go out and buy the book because you can't even find this book. I snatched it off the market a long time ago. But what I remember about that time was a few things. Number one, I made a decision in my life that I knew I was going to be a writer. I didn't know what kind of writer I was going to be, whether I was going to be mega successful, a little successful or whatever, but I just knew I was going to be a writer. And the reason why I knew I was going to be a writer, and I'm adjusting my mic right now, guys. Um, the reason why I knew I was going to be a writer is because there was this young lady who worked at the same place I worked at. And she put a book out. Now, I had thought about being a writer before, but when I had brought it to my spouse at the time, he thought it was a joke. And to be honest, I understand why I hadn't studied at all. It wasn't really a lot of skill level in terms of uh, knowing how to put a story together, but I knew I wanted to be a writer. So it was just an idea. It wasn't anything that I really saw major. But when she put her book out, I was like, wow, if she put her book out, I'm going to do it too. So I went, finally went off and pushed off on my dream. I had a journal that I use at a very rough time in my life. And at some point, we're going to talk about that. But I pulled from that journal and I turned this very first, that journal into my very first book, Rainbow Heart. So I remember when the book was done, I went through so many different emotions. Number one, it was a story loosely based off my life, very loosely. And I was concerned that people would, you know, think every aspect of the book was about me. I was concerned that folks would have something to say about my past. I was concerned about my family, my mother, what she would say. I was concerned about folks at the grocery store who would only see me once uh, once or twice a month, if that. I was just worried about everything, right? So I was going through a lot of mental warfare, but I the one thing about me and I don't even know why or how I developed this skill. If I'm horrified of something, I'll push myself even more because I I hate being locked into a box. And I think it happened because when I was younger, I realized that fear held me back from having friends and things like that. So I'll push myself. So I say, look, you got this garbage. You're going to put this garbage out. Okay. And if it's going to hit, it's going to hit, but maybe possibly you'll learn for something. But I put the book out and after two or three days of the book coming out, I broke out into this crazy uh, autoimmune situation called Petty Rises Rosia. Now, before I even went to the doctors, you know, I did some research on it because it was just so strange. It started with like a circle on my chest area and it felt like velvet and then it started to go everywhere else on my body, these little circle-like dots, and they it itched profusely, profusely. <laughs> it itched, shit. Um, and 
And I remember thinking like, oh my God, what is this? So I finally went to the doctor's after this, and it took over my whole, whole trunk. Nobody knew what it was. They tried to give me stuff for itching, but they basically said, don't scratch it. You know, they didn't tell me anything. So I found out it was called Petty Rises Rosie, and I found out what I needed to do. I'm telling you guys that because I am 100% sure that being so fearful of what others would think of placing this book out of what my mother, my family, strangers would think, I had a situation by which I made myself sick with this strange illness. And because I'm a creator, I would pick the craziest thing ever to get that nobody hardly ever gets. Like I think it's like 1% or 2% of the population gets. But I knew it was because of my fear. And at that time, the book was out. The book didn't do anything. Um, in terms of numbers. But what the book did do was told, showed me, number one, that I can overcome my fear and that if I put my mind to something and stick with it, then it'll eventually, you know, reach fruition, but I have to stay at it. And I'm telling you guys this because I believe right now that there are so many people that you know around you who have dreams, whether it be entrepreneurial dreams or whether it be dreams of getting out of their relationships, dreams of having better friendships, dreams of getting out of their neighborhood, dreams of asking their boss for a raise or a promotion. There are so many people who want more, but they are allowing fear to overcome them. And fear is a fucking joke. And the reason why fear is a joke, number one, is because half of the things that you're concerned about that will happen won't impact you even if it did happen. So say the book came out and the book did do terribly. I was still alive. And more importantly, from that book came my success as a writer, a publisher, and things of that nature. So even though that book didn't have, you know, didn't do what I wanted to do, it fostered in me other aspects of my career, which I'm still grateful for to this day. So listen, there's no way around fear. You have to go through fear. And one of the ways I suggest people go through fear, number one, is by doing small things every day to overcome fear. So if you are afraid of connecting with people, go on live for 30 seconds just to say hello to your followers. If you are concerned about how you look in the public, wear your evening gown at the grocery store just because. If you're concerned about asking your boss for a promotion, talk to someone who's in the position that you have about what they did to get their promotion or their raise. Start inching out of your comfort zone because people, now is the season, best friend. Now is the season for change. You can't get to the person that you want to be unless you are overcoming your fear. And I know that it's difficult and I know that it's hard, but on the other side of it is a much bigger life. It's a major life. You'll find that everything that you are afraid of, even down to getting killed, you know, there are people who get killed and I'm not ignorant on that fact, 
But even fears like getting raped and killed and things like that, you know, the chances of them happening to most people are really, really low. But we allow these things to prevent us from going out and living our lives. You know, we allow these things to stop us from living our dreams. And I'm calling on all of my best friends right now to stop allowing being afraid of something that might happen to stop them from reaching their goals in life, you know, and, and I'm calling on you right now because 2021 has the potential to be so much greater than 2020, because listen, we have experienced the worst that we thought we could ever experience. We are involved in a heavy racial climate. We have a pandemic where folks had to be locked down. You can't even see people the way you used to. People have gotten sick and have gotten better. Uh, We've had a recession. Everything has happened. And guess what? You're still here. So now what? You're going to stay in the house forever and not reach your fullest potential because you're afraid of what may happen next? I say, fuck it. At this point, let whatever come may. You know, we can't be stopped anymore. And I know of people right now and in and around me who actually use this pandemic to say, you know what, at first I was afraid of going out or, or meeting new people, well, even if it's on Zoom. I was afraid of doing these things. I'm not, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm jumping out there because the need to connect was never greater than it was this year. I believe we took each other for it for granted, basically, you know, last year when it was like, hey, I see you when I see you. We would cancel appointments, cancel lunch dates. I was guilty of it too, you know, just for wanting to stay home and, and stay in my bed. You know, I would be like, look, I can't make it. We would do those kind of things. And now we long for human connection. We long for seeing each other's faces. And I believe because of that longing to be long, people are now stepping out of their comfort zones because they have been very uncomfortable all this year. And they realize, you know what? It is what it is. Fear is fake. It's not real. Do not allow it to consume all of your time, best friend. On the other side of it is so much, so much joy, so much happiness, so much freedom. I do say what I want. And yes, it doesn't always come out, turn out the way I want. But what I find, though, because I'm a kind of a person who will seek fear, situations will make me uncomfortable a little bit more because I am that person. I find that when I continue to do that, at some point, something hits and something shifts and then my life ends up turning for the better. And I want that for you, best friend. This is what I want for you. So I'm coming on this podcast to call all of my best friends who are out there who can hear my voice that as of today, not in 2021, you need to start now. You can't get into 2021 talking about it. This is my New Year's resolution because you ain't going to do it then either. I already know. I tried it. Many, many, many times. You got to do it now. You can't even put it. You can't even put things off in a week from now. You got to do shit right now. I'm calling on all of you guys to face your fear so that you can live your dream, whatever that looks like for you. I'm calling on you to do that right now. So if you hear my voice and you want to talk about it, join me on my Facebook page um, at Best Friend in a Handbag. Let's talk about it. Let's build a community 
my life is changing. I'll be doing a lot of things next year that I didn't even think I would be, you know, doing, uh, but I'm being called to do. And I'm going to be stressing this issue because I've seen how this issue has impacted my life when I've made attempts to overcome it. It takes 30 days to make and break a habit. 30. Imagine if you were fearless for 30 days. I wonder what you would accomplish. All right, best friends, this T Styles, your best friend in a handbag, and I will be back soon. Talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) 